0: So are you excited Jessica cuz today we are going to wrap up another relying K album. This is the oh. last track we have to do. Oh
1: my god. On
0: K is for karaoke. This is it. We're wrapping it up. Now Are you
1: sure? Did we do Girls Just Want to Have Fun? Yes, I don't remember did. that one.
0: <laughs> did we do Inside of Love cuz I definitely don't remember doing that one. No, we did. And it's it's a funny situation as far as being a podcast because it was actually Jessica's idea, idea originally to save most of the K's for karaoke songs for Patreon. So that's where you have to go to get most of the episodes where we cover K's for karaoke songs. And there were a couple of them where we were like, well, we should do this track and that track as a regular episode. We did Dr. Worm... We did uh, some other ones. <laughs> I don't remember. Some now. that
1: were Patreons and then we like released them because we didn't have content for that week. But as a little a little case. Well yeah.
0: well, yeah, we released the free we released the Patreon episodes a free episode months later. But I'm talking about times where we took a Chaos for Karaoke song and we said this one will not be a Patreon episode. This one will be a regular, everyday free sadie hawkins pod episode so that's how we're ending this album coverage we're ending it with the the your computer's very loud
1: is that my computer that's your computer i'm like over here going like is the dishwasher still going <laughs> what is this no it's just that my laptop sounds like it's gonna blow up do you want to pull it it's back fine. a little
0: <laughs> it is your computer Maybe this will be our last case for karaoke episode, and maybe it will be our last episode with your computer. (laughs) I mean, we originally started this podcast where I had a different computer, and then a couple weeks later, that computer died, Right, if you recall. And then my new computer was too loud right out of the box. Yeah. So we originally started doing this podcast with two computers on the desk, and that ended quickly. Well, anyway, over on Patreon, when we do a proper Patreon episode... It's always the joke that we open the episode with playing a song that's kind of related to the song that we're doing, but not really tangentially as a joke. So, do you know what I'm going to pick? You know, what I'm going to pick to open the. song? I don't. You don't have any idea. I realize this would actually well, won't work because then we cut to the track. <laughs> yeah, in this that format. is how that works. So this is what I was going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they don't get right into it, huh? Nope. Oh, this is the extended version anyway.
1: Still has a little... Extended uh...
0: version? It's four minutes, four and a half minutes. How long is the original <laughs> song? Two minutes? I didn't think Backstreet Boys were the punk ones of the... We've talked about this. <laughs> sync is the punk band. Where do they say it? Come on. Uh, almost yes. a minute in.
1: I'm busting out my best Darren dance grooves over here.
0: Well, everybody wants to get back on the street, so
1: I was like, because I I was really trying to figure out is it because we're back because we're, no, we're so doing the this song's a called late, Everybody. Or, okay,
0: Everybody wants to rule the world is the song we're doing this week, right? And this is so what it actually every, sounds You just picked
1: another song with everybody in the title. Yeah. Gotcha. That's why I was not connecting it. I'm like, where where do they say they want to rule the world? <laughs> hello everyone and welcome to sadie hawkins pod
0: hello april (laughs) we haven't podcasted in we we haven't recorded a podcast in weeks but as soon as we're sitting at the table she's like oh boy it's treat time. This is a set, this is this is extortion. <laughs> she's like, you won't have me quiet on the m- microphone unless you give me a treat. And I said the word, you're not
1: getting one. You already skirt your engineer duties on the regular April. Why do you think you deserve a treat on? She top thinks of it? just because we sit down to record does that mean she gets something? It's really sad. It lets you know how often we use our kitchen table. <laughs> she's
0: a full, she's fully extortious. Look at how that tail's going. She's yep. convinced she's going to get something because yep. I'm talking to her. Well anyway, yes this episode is late.
1: Our apologies.
0: But we'll just be back on schedule. We'll just pretend this one week this time you had to wait 3 weeks for the next episode, you'll have to wait a week for the next episode unless things get crazy again and we don't come <laughs> out with the next episode. But yeah, our house is upside down. That's yeah. the problem. And
1: we were out of town. We so- were out of
0: town for Easter. We went to see Jessica's parents while she's still pregnant. That was wonderful and lovely. We recorded the episode for that week ahead of time. We had the Patreon episode recorded. And Jessica was like, we need to record one more episode because when we get home is the day the podcast is supposed to be out. And I'm like, uh, forget. <laughs> and I was like, we'll get it done. We'll figure it out. We'll get home. and We'll get it done. Nope. And of course we got home and we were exhausted. So we did not get it done. But now we're here. Everybody wants to get some rest. That would be how I'd sing this song. (laughs) Everybody wants to get some rest. But now we're here to talk about everybody wants to rule the world. We do have top of the show
1: business. But here we are. We're back again.
0: Oh, my God. We're back again. I can't think of any famous (laughs) songs with, with the words rule or rule the world. There's My Evil Plan to Save the World by Five Iron Frenzy.
1: Doesn't Lord have a song about that? I don't know. No, oh, Lord there, that's has the Royals cover or something. Oh
0: yeah. Well, Lord Close has enough. a cover of this song. I know that's what made may me come think of, of uh, Lord.
1: Well,
0: anyway, we do have some top of the show business. I want to mention that Aiden S. Grant on Instagram and Aiden G. on Twitter been a follower of our of our show for years. We've talked with him online here and there. I can't remember if Aiden's ever left a voicemail. If he has, it was been a long time ago. But Aiden has his own podcast called The Songs That Changed You. And right around the time we basically went on this sort of spring break from the podcast, he sent us a DM and mentioned that he did a podcast with Markley Townsend about Deathbed. Oh, wow. So definitely check that out. When, When we go on vacation, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm still getting back in the swing of listening to podcasts. But that is on the list. I've saved it. So by the next episode, hopefully I'll have some comments about that about your favorite but your favorite song Jessica Deathbed Jessica did you know this about the song Deathbed
1: probably I learned it
0: from this podcast (laughs) I didn't learn it from our podcast I learned it from a different podcast um and then I guess we do have voicemails don't we hold on some of these are like almost three weeks old or there might only be
1: one (laughs) let's find out (laughs) yeah there's only one uh we're so well prepared this week Patrons, don't worry. You're still okay. also getting an episode this week,
0: right? No, so we only have one voicemail because I didn't archive away the previous voicemails from the previous week. So here is a voicemail from David Park.
2: Danny and Jess, it's David from Jimmy Pod. I'm calling to weigh in on the burrito breakfast burrito debacle. But not only, Danny, are you correct in that beans have no place in a breakfast burrito? Um, I've never noticed that. That's a Southern California thing. I grew up here. Um, even Los Angeles specifically, but uh, I'm with you. I I ask for no beans all the time anyway. Um, But beans have no place in any burrito. Uh, Oh, wait, no, you know what? Hold on, I'm backtracking. However, I'm sort of with you on the beans and no beans in a breakfast burrito, no thanks. Uh, I thought when I called I was going to say no beans in any burrito. However, I am no rice in any burrito. That is a huge waste of space and carbs and fulfillment. Uh, I will take beans in... Uh, a regular burrito, but breakfast burrito, I'm with you. I would not uh, would not want it. Um, so uh, I can't wait until Jeff gets birth, and I will bring you guys a bunch of breakfast burritos until we find the right one. All
1: right, bye. Ooh, yum.
0: I so I don't I don't think I have a problem with the rice in burritos. I definitely wouldn't want rice in a breakfast burrito. Like I said, a breakfast burrito. Like I said in that previous it's episode. It's supposed to
1: be breakfast. It's
0: just you pre- put breakfast food in I guess some people have beans for breakfast. The British have beans for breakfast. But why would you put... Yeah, you're
1: from Beantown. Shouldn't you have beans for <laughs> breakfast too, dude? Every meal of the day?
0: I don't even know what the Beantown part of Beantown is in reference to. We don't eat a lot of beans. <laughs> Do we eat a lot of beans? I don't think i never had a lot of beans growing up in Boston.
1: Never once had a bean when we've uh, visited Boston.
0: Never once have I been eaten beans in Boston. That would have been a much
1: better lyric for the pirates who don't do anything.
0: <laughs> I've never beaned in Boston in the fall. So I don't know. But anyway, I don't know about bean... Now I'm curious, what does bean town mean? I just realized I don't know. What it is. It's probably something I learned early in my childhood and I've completely forgotten since then. But... Yeah, I guess I would go for some rice in my burrito, but I totally get why that is just a filler. And, like, there are some places where, like, if they have rice in the burrito, they would do way too much. It's the filler. It's, like, the potato. Like, when you order a breakfast and they just give you way more potato so that you think you got a lot of a big portion of breakfast, but you didn't.
1: Uh, Okay, Boston is called Bean Town because... Of the, you know, they, they had the, all the manufacturing of the molasses and whatnot. And oh. people like to eat beans and molasses. That was a oh. favorite colonial food, apparently. what is it? Uh, according to the Google. Huh.
0: what ki- But does it say what kind of beans that you eat with molasses? Because that makes a big difference. Like, beans aren't just The kind beans. they had
1: in colonial times.
0: Because I'm definitely a black <laughs> bean person. Like, refried beans are okay in certain situations but i don't like refried beans in a burrito necessarily and i, I know mean, like most people burritos... says that
1: it's a regional dish of boston baked beans oh boston
0: baked beans of course but i never liked boston i forgot about boston baked beans cuz i never ate them i don't like baked beans yeah i guess i'm not a big bean person but i like black beans black beans belong in a burrito i can have some refried beans in a burrito once in a while and most fast food burritos are made with refried beans but no when it's an option like a chipotle or anything similar i always go for the black beans rice if i have it in a burrito there should just be a little bit it shouldn't be a big filler Uh, i've been going to taco king recently it's a chain in the los angeles area because there's one near my work and they have the combo burrito, which is, like, 50% rice and some, like, pico de gallo and meat. But they also have the all-meat burrito. And it's just, a, it's just a pile of, you know, whatever, asada or pollo. It's just whatever. And then they have, like, five or six different types of pork. This is the weird thing about Taco King is that, like, it's every – all the different Spanish words for the different cuts – of pork. So I was like uh, some names for meat I wasn't familiar with. Like there's El Pastor, of course, and there's carnitas. But then there's all these other words. I was like, I don't know what meats these are. And there were like six of them. And they were all just different portions of
1: pork. So according to Boston Magazine, Native Americans... Uh, would cook their legumes centuries ago with maple syrup, venison, and corn, according to the Maine Folklore Center. Puritans took the beans, the slave trade brought us molasses, and the most common tale is that sailors and merchants passing through the region's biggest city would enjoy the cheap, quick, cheap meal to such a degree that the Bean Town nickname emerged through word of mouth. By the 1880s, we had the Boston bean eaters baseball team eventually known as the braves and in the early 1900s a popular tourism slogan claimed you don't know beans until you come to boston (laughs) i'm sure you don't (laughs) your computer go boston bean eaters yeah i know it sounds it sounds like it's do you have any
0: other programs open
1: no it, it just restarted in fact okay (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I never ate beans my most of my life. And uh, there's there's plenty of L.L. Bean. Like there's a lot of L.L. Bean. Sure, where, sure. Um, everyone I knew in high school had those L.L. Bean monogrammed backpacks, except mm-hmm. for me. I did not have an L.L. Bean monogrammed backpack. I didn't care about that.
1: I was too cool. You had like a a busted up GN Sport backpack with uh, ska patches on it and punk patches, right, Dan? Of
0: course. That's exactly what I had. I was so cool in (laughs) high school. I was able to pull off exactly the aesthetic that I wanted and that I dreamed of in my head. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks to David for calling. I actually talked to him about that. So it's been three weeks since he left that voicemail. And I talked to him about it in real life because he and I went to see They Might Be Giants together. So... I bought They Might Be Giants tickets 4 years ago. I bought They Might Be Giants <laughs> tickets before this podcast existed. Wow. And I bought these I bought these tickets before lockdown, before I when I used to I actually like what at my previous job in my previous job before lockdown, I would we would get tickets and I'd always buy the paper tickets So we can keep them And then I would always bring them to work And I'd look at my paper tickets and be like Looking forward to that concert in 2020 Looking forward to that And then like lockdown happens I'm like I should bring all my important stuff home Like my concert tickets and stuff Oh maybe it's going to get moved back But it'll happen And maybe we will get moved back to 2021 Or maybe we we'll get moved back to 2022 Or maybe we we'll get moved back to 2023 This particular So they might be Giants kept moving back their tour constantly and los angeles just happened to be at the end of this tour so like sometimes the tour would get moved and the first dates would happen and then covid would strike up again and they would push it off again so my dates got moved four times my date My one date got me. So Jessica was originally going to be dragged along to see the Ampy Giants with me. But now she's pregnant. She's like, I can't just stand there in the Wiltern Theater all day while I'm pregnant. And I bought floor tickets and they don't have seats on the floor. I'm like, you know, we could go up to the balcony, but I could have bought those cheaper tickets four years ago. So Jessica was like, you have to take someone else. So I invited David Park because I was like, hey jimmy world mentions that they might be he didn't even know they were giants that well at all like actually when we were at that that particular show i think there were three songs he was like oh i know this one and one of them he knew because jimmy world references the song don't let start in another song so i was like hey so this is like research for your podcast that also happens to be ending right now (laughs) because they also just finished all the Jimmy world songs
1: gotcha yeah, I have reached the uh swollen feet and ankles phase of pregnancy. Well, and I been was in that definitely like I <laughs> was definitely like, ooh, I don't think standing for like three hours, four hours is gonna is gonna happen right now.
0: Well, they didn't have an opener, so it would just it would have so you're just complaining for just, no, It still would have been like three hours. So yeah, so I talked to him about that voicemail and he's like, I meant rice. I think I said rice and the and he did say rice. I don't know. I like rice and burrito, but like I said, it's got to be very little. But just beans and rice, breakfast burrito, no. It's just, Would you have rice for breakfast? I guess some people culturally do have rice for breakfast, but you don't, you want just breakfast in a breakfast burrito. Just cereal, fruit, that's all you need in a breakfast burrito. So uh, anyway, do you have any top of the show business? What's going on with you? Oh, I don't think so. Come on, tell the people what you're up to.
1: Just just getting back to work and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing.
0: <laughs> well, we are t- getting the
1: apartment prepped for the baby. Right.
0: Well, that's like I was mentioning before. Yeah, our Danny's apartment- been on a tear. I've been on a tear because our cabinets We're pack rats. We're pack rats. <laughs> And even though we don't just have... We're s-
1: sentimental.
0: Well, we have all these cabinet space that just gets jammed with stuff that then we don't look at for 5, six, ten years. So we have these cabinets that aren't being used. And we have the cabinet space that we do recycle things through regularly. And I'm like, we need space for baby things. We're going to have baby cups and baby glasses and baby food and baby clothes. And we don't have space for any of this. So we got to start, like culling things down and that just put like I said it put our house sideways so now I'm like I'm in a bad mood all the time because it does seem to be no end in sight yeah. and we've only got three months and it doesn't seem like enough time
1: I think it's more than enough time you just have a bee in your bonnet and you're making a little birdhouse in your soul you know what in fact
0: I say forget it
1: <laughs> we're not recording right now oh, no. I have to get back
0: to work I'm looking at this sink and all that stuff's got to go
1: Anywhere. Well, anyway,
0: Everybody Wants to Clean the Kitchen. That's the song we're <laughs> talking about this week on Sadie Hawkins' pod. No, we're talking about Everybody Wants to Roll the World by Tears for Fears. Of course, Matt Thiessen's alleged favorite band. It will always be his favorite band. Now, whether or not that is absolutely true, <laughs> we'll talk about... Because next week, we're doing In Love with the 80s Pink Tucks again.
1: Gotcha. We did that. I didn't I didn't realize that. So
0: nice. We talked about it like 3 weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> um we cuz when we did Paint Tux like 3 years ago, we were like, "Oh, we barely touched on anything. We should do a part 2." And then 3 years later, we didn't do a part 2. I'm like, "Time to do the part 2." But I was like, we should do Tears for Fears first because this is a cover of their big one yeah, their biggest hit. Everybody wants to rule the world. They had like three big hits. They were, and they've had a lot of Success and a lot of popularity. And I'm sure they have other songs that are minor hits and stuff, but they had three big hits. And Everybody Wants to Rule the World was the biggest one of them. And here's Reliant K covering them after they, years before this covers album, kind of made a little mission statement in their 80s tribute song, Pink Tucks to the Prom, with where that name drops Tears for Fears. So it totally made sense that they would then cover
1: Tears for Fears. Yeah. Yeah, I like everything about this cover except for Teeson's vocals. <laughs> I'm just not a big fan of his, like, airy, pretty boy vocals that he does on the majority of songs on K uh, is for Karaoke.
0: Well, we can come back to that. You want to talk about Tears for Fears in the original version first? Oh, sure. That's usually how we do these things when it's time it's for the
1: covers. All right, so according to Wikipedia and the Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Wikipedia specifically, Uh, It is a song by English pop rock band Tears for Fears. It was written by Robert Orzabal, Ian Stanley, and Chris Hughes and produced by Hughes. The song was first released on March 22, 1985 by Phonogram, Mercury, and Vertigo Records as the third single from the band's second album, Songs from the Big Chair, 1985. Everybody Wants to Rule the World is a new wave and synth pop song with lyrics that detail the desire humans have for control and power and center <laughs> on themes of corruption.
0: <laughs> I mean, yes, they're saying Everybody Wants to Rule the World.
1: Um, music <laughs> critics will praise Everybody Wants to Rule the World in their uh, retrospective reviews, with some ranking the song among the decade's best, along with Shout 1984. It is one of the band's signature songs. An international success, the song peaked at number two in Ireland, Australia, and the United Kingdom, and at number one in Canada, New Zealand, and on both (laughs) U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and Cashbox. I'm not really sure what Cashbox is.
0: (laughs) Sounds like some sort of, like, NFT.
1: (laughs) Cashbox, also known as Cashbox, because there's no space in the official... uh, Magazine title was an American music industry trade magazine originally published weekly from July 1942 to November 1996. Ten years after its distribution, it was revived, or sorry, dissolu- dissolution, it was revived and continues as Cashbox Magazine and online magazine with weekly charts and occasional special print issues. In addition to the music industry, the magazine covers the amusement arcade industry, including jukebox machines and arcade games. Interesting. Uh, so it was certified gold both uh, by both Music Canada and the British Phonographic Industry, BPI. April! <laughs> Stop! Nigel Dick no. directed the music video. No which, treats for you. Which received promotion from MTV. It shows bassist Kurt Smith, who sings lead vocal, driving an antique Austin Healey 3000 sports car around Southern California, we... intercut with shots of...
0: Okay. This is the video.
1: Yeah. Intercut Sorry. with shots of the band performing the song in a studio in 1986 the song won best single at the brit awards the group re-recorded the song as a charity single for the sport aid campaign the song has been covered extensively since it's released most notably by new zealand singer lord is that for the, the most notable
0: one i suppose it is <laughs> to the
1: movie adaptation of the hunger games catching fire
0: right we'll talk about we'll, so we'll probably talk about that in a little bit
1: uh, let's see Everybody Wants to Rule the World was written by uh, Roland Orzabal, Ian Stanley, and Chris Hughes, and produced by Hughes. Uh, The song was a last-minute addition during recording sessions of songs from The Big Chair. The decision to include the song in the album came from Orzabal playing two chords on his acoustic guitar for Hughes. It was recorded in two weeks and added as the final track on the album. That's amazing. And it's like one of their top songs of all time. According to Orzabal, the final line in the song's chorus, originally written as Everybody Wants to Go to War, contributed to his indifference towards the track. In an interview with Mix Magazine, Hughes said that as a piece of recording history, the song is bland as hell. (laughs) Wow. Orzabal's unimpressed reaction to the track during their songwriting sessions prompted Hughes to convince him to record it in a calculated effort to garner American chart success. Oh, I guess we just like bland things, apparently. Uh, after completing <laughs> their sessions at 6 p.m., they would spend an hour reviewing each recording many times. This helped Orzabal to create the song's guitar figure and change its title. Orzabal acknowledged that the shuffle beat used in the song was alien to their way of recording, of writing music. Stating it was jolly rather than square and rigid in the manner of shout, but it continued to the process of becoming more extrovert.
0: Yes. So I haven't listened to a lot of tears for fears, but what I have listened to as I tried to listen, just check out some deeper cuts is they are a little bit more dark overall. Mm -hmm. Like their musical style is a little bit more dark. And this song for sorry i there was something i had to pick something up um this song is a it, it, it was kind of it seems to me at least when i did a cursory deep dive into their deeper songs that this is a standout happier song even i don't know what their lyrical content is like i didn't look at their deeper lyrical content but just like the tone And sort of the minor chords like Shout is a darker song and that's a big hit, but they have a lot of other pretty dark sounding deeper cuts.
1: Uh, Weezer also covered this song on their 2019 ca- uh, cover album. Weezer, what's with Weezer like recording stuff after Reliant K? Recording covers after Reliant yeah, K? I just tweeted
0: right before we podcast right before we started podcasting. I was like, Reliant K covered Weezer, so Weezer paid them back by doing two other songs from K is for Karaoke, but worse. Because <laughs> then I looked into it and. The, the Teal album, that's what it's called. The Teal album is not very long. It's only like nine songs, and I've checked it out a little bit. It's just like... And I'm not a, like, I hate new Weezer guy, but I don't like the Teal album. Like, it's just so flat. The production seems to be... I, think, I don't want to say overproduced. Is that
1: where they have three songs about how much they love records?
0: No, that's oh. like one of their... That's like... One of their newer album albums. That's like one of those season albums or OK Human or something. Oh, no, gotcha. this is the Teal album. It's all covers of 80s songs. Remember the whole Africa thing? We talked about it. Well, that's yeah. right. Africa is an episode <clears throat> that we did as a regular episode and not behind the paywall. But when we talked about the whole Weezer Africa thing...
1: I guess we're going to have to listen to Weezer's <laughs> uh, version of Everybody Wants to Roll yeah, the Yeah, we'll listen to
0: it for a second. It's just the production is so bland and it's funny because i feel like relying k you know canonically is known to be tears for, for fear song uh, tears for fierce fans right or matt Tyson at least is sort of like put that in part of like the lore of the band when you put it in the <laughs> lyrics you make it an, an inscrutable piece of band lore because People will pay attention to your lyrics more than they pay attention to the CD booklet or interviews. So people forever will associate Relying K on some level with Tears for Fears. So to, for them to do this cover makes a lot of sense. But I just have the feeling that like there's a lot of love in Relying K's cover, which I will talk about more later. But there's a lot of love in Reliant K's cover. And there doesn't feel to be that same love in mm-hmm. Weezer's cover. Well, they might really like the song, and they might really respect it, and maybe, maybe they actually do love it. That love does not come across in Weezer's cover. Weezer's cover is very limp. It's very lifeless. Mm-hmm. It's very much the lesser of all major covers of the song. Um, I'm just looking at... So there was another... We were going through the deluxe edition... It's song. actually really
1: funny that you say that. I'm sorry to interrupt you for a second, because one of my notes is that there's more pa- personality in the original version's vocals. And I'm just talking about the vocals. I'm not talking about the rest of the production. I'm not talking about the guitars or anything else.
0: I guess we'll just talk about the Reliant K cover. I was trying to keep it to like the format, but it doesn't need to be. It's, the, it's, the, it's our closing K's for karaoke <laughs> episode. We can do whatever we want. So my feeling on the Reliant K cover is that I really, really like it. It's fun. It's, it feels like this is a song that they really love and that they know how to play, which is funny because they've never played it live that I saw. Uh, when I went to Setlist FM, I discovered that R- Relying K had a tour in 2003 called the Everybody Wants to Rule the World Tour, but I could not find... And yet they did not play this song. I don't think so. <laughs> and the opening night of that tour, at least according to Setlist FM's record of it, was in Worcester, Massachusetts. one hundred I would one hundred percent I was at that show. I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I've forgotten more relying K shows from the times of Brian and the band than you know whatever than I remember. but I know for a fact that I was at that show. I just don't specifically remember it, but I don't remember it be it call- being called today everybody wants to rule the world tour. And, yeah, they didn't cover it. I didn't find any YouTube videos, and I didn't find any examples on Setlist FM that they had covered this
1: song. I mean, it's a little 2003 is a little early for Setlist FM. When you get really early, it tends to be a little iffy because you're just going off of memory. And only one
0: of the shows listed on the tour, that Everybody Wants to Roll the World Tour, only one of the shows actually had songs listed. Because sometimes Setlist FM, when you get that early, it'll just say what the dates were, but it doesn't know what songs were played. Uh, so yeah, so it's funny that Reliant K doesn't seem to have played the song live a lot, or if they have, it just was never like recorded by the internet. And I don't record it on a, you know, actually recorded what they're doing on stage or written down somewhere that it happened. It But
1: well, you have synth, right? You have synth piano, that sort of thing. Maybe it's because, you know, Teason wasn't doing a lot of the piano stuff at that, that early on. Right. So maybe it just wasn't practical but even at with that the time. release of this
0: album they didn't start doing it. They did yeah. Africa so much yeah they did here comes my girl a bunch. there's a lot of covers on this that they did. There's a lot of the covers from case for karaoke that they did throughout the tour for case for karaoke and leading up to it. they did cake the distance a bunch before this album when you watch the listening party YouTube videos which we might check out um, you know where the guys are sitting in a pool. And being like, hey, we got a new record coming out. Here's the songs you did this song by this band, and they play a clip, and that song by that band, and they play another clip. Uh, in those, in, they'll give you little tidbits of information about some of the songs. And sometimes they'll be like, this is a song we played all the time, you know, five years ago. This is a song we used to play all the time, just a couple years ago. And then some of them they recorded and started playing for the tour. But Everyone Wants to Rule the World doesn't seem like it became a live staple for them. But that being said, Musically, I think this is a great cover. I think they then they knocked up the tempo just a touch. I don't think you need to make a nightcore of this because I think like they just they just sped it up a little bit from the regular beat. And, you know, we've talked about with Chaos for Karaoke how there's only a handful of songs on this covers album that are transformed covers. Like Baby and uh, Girls just want to have fun. Those are covers that they have transformed. They have transformed from the original forms. Right. Most of the covers on K is for Karaoke are kind of like, for lack of a better word, traceovers, where they're doing the song exactly as it would be on sheet music, but just using their own guitar tonality, their own you know mixing and their own instrumentation decisions but most of the songs on case for karaoke are done by the letter this is in that category where they're just kind of doing it by the letter but just subtle changes sped it up just a little bit it's fun where the original is a synth pop song so there's a lot of electronic instrumentation in it especially for like 80s synth pop new wave and here it's it's all electric guitars, bass, drums, some keyboard, but not like overbearingly new, new wavy uh, synth pop keyboards. It's, it feels like a very organic guitar based rock song, in a way that the original is you know the origin to to the credit of, and like a lot of eighties bands. What we're trying to say here, like a lot of eighties synth pop bands, you can't be like, oh, this is just electronic garbage. You know, like when people are like. You know, bad mouthing pop nowadays, and they're like, "Oh, this is just electronic garbage." Well, so much rock in the '80s was electronic based. It was all synth, ba- all synth based, electronic right. elements, yeah. electronic production. But you don't, you still, those still have a feeling of organicness, which is also probably true for just how you actually made. Since in electronic based music back then it actually took a lot of it, you didn't just type it into a computer you actually had to have like diodes and like wiring that would conduct electricity to create certain sounds so there was actually a certain amount of scientific consideration and real work behind it. it's not like just opening a laptop and typing in like i want it to be in this key and this is the beat and then outputting a song so more electronic songs in the '80s would still have a feeling of organic nature. Uh, so this original Tears for Fear song has that feeling of organicness, even though musically, production-wise, there's so much electronic elements behind it. Reliant K here has just like tra- taken this song and made it, taken its organic nature, and just reflected that on the outside with this very organic bass, drums, guitar, rock sound. And it's really good. I really love the sound. I agree that I think we're on record as as Thiessen's, uh vocal takes got more and more breathy throughout the late, late 2000s. Uh, that kind of evened out with Air for Free, where he kind of found a middle ground for that. So we like the Air for Free vocals better. But yeah, the the post, you know, it was just starting with Forgetting That Slow Down. No, Forgetting That Slow Down is perfect because it's like the scratch vocals. Yeah. But like Chaos Karaoke and Collapsible Lung, and a lot of the live videos from this time.
1: It's documented that in that time, he was working on his vocals yeah. a lot. And, and I, I personally think, don't think he needed to. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he needed to either. But I think during the
0: time he was working on it, I didn't. I don't go for those lyrics, yeah. the, that vocal take that he had, that sort of more breathy, higher register thing. But it all evened out great in Air for Free. But yeah, I agree. Although... As I listen to this cover more and more, this particular era of Matt Tyson's vocal takes, it grew on me a little
1: bit. I got used to it. Um, I mean, you like falsetto, Tyson, so there's, you know, that. Yeah. Sort of the origins of that a little bit. Um, I wonder if the reason why they didn't necessarily play this song live is because... It's sort of just like a chill song. It's just you kind of sit and kind of vibe to it. Whereas it's not like it's not going to pump you up like like the cake song is. It's not going to pump you up like girls just want to have fun. You know, those are like very much so like bop, you know, get you hyped, jump around sort of songs. And Reliant K is a band that likes to have fun right on stage. So I wonder if they're like, uh, you know, they like to balance their sort of slower numbers with their upbeat numbers and i wonder if it was just because of that that they chose to leave it off because i would imagine that these guitars are a lot of fun to do so i'd imagine it's not just because they didn't enjoy just playing it i mean
0: one of the best this this song is a little bit of a roller coaster i agree it's kind of more mid-tempo there are a number of laid back real laid back vibe songs on k is for karaoke and let me look them up i know one headlight is one which i think that they actually did play Mm. one headlight is more chill than this and they played that um you're the inspiration but that's also like uh but that's
1: a song that you know it gets everybody singing along yeah
0: it's slower tempo but in mid slow tempo but it's still like a blast a yeah. Pumping song. I feel <laughs> like
1: this song also weird descriptors, was... Weird
0: <laughs> The pumping song.
1: I feel like this song also has only recently sort of come back around and had a second breath. I feel like back in, like, the early 2000s, Shout was probably their most well-known song, Tears for Fears. I feel like that was... And then, of course, you have, like, Donnie Darkos, you have Head Over Heels... And the Mad World cover, which were probably a little bit more in the zeitgeist at that time. So everybody
0: wants to rule the world on Spotify has a billion listens. Shout and I'm like
1: you're just playing head over heels right now. Shout which and head about, over but- heels
0: <laughs> only have 200 million and 140 million listens between them only 140 million listens but everybody wants to rule the rule the world has one billion i can i can kind of see what you're saying though there might have been a point
1: over the years of this one
0: i feel like overall if you add up all the popularity of everybody wants to rule the world everybody wants to rule the world wins out. But there might be ebbs and flows. Years, you know, certain years where uh, rock play- playlist radio just got tired. Everybody wants to rule the world, so they would play Shout and head over heels more often. Yeah. Just to change I it know up.
1: now, here we hear everybody wants to rule the world a lot. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that is a more recent thing as well, though.
0: So... So, the the songs that are definitely... So, One Headlight and Inside of Love and Motorcycle Drive-By, those are very low-key, low-tempo, chill songs, and they've played those. So, I don't know. Everybody Wants to Rule the World. I think that's a little bit more mid-tempo and... I feel like I'm just. I don't. I don't know if that's the reason that why they wouldn't have played it. Maybe because they just had other. Maybe it's more like they had other covers that sort of hit that mark, and they just didn't feel the need to put this one in there in the live shows. But um, yeah, everybody wants to rule the world. I mean, they do speed it up a little bit. It goes a little faster. Just give me see.
1: Yeah, they it's s- very slight, but it's there.
0: I mean, you can hear it in the guitar like they're, Yeah, they're yeah. Spe- I, mean, I don't know if the drums are really that sped up, but the guitar definitely feels more sped up. And the the bridge section or the, the sort of the solo, what what would you call this section? That's not it. This part. It's a solo. This solo on the original version and on Relying K's, it's so like it's so groovy, you know it what is. I mean? It's such I a great. It. No, I love like the, the guitars
1: most... on both versions of this song. Yeah, you know
0: sometimes a song just feels like completely logical. Like a song is like feels so good, but you're like, "Oh, there's no other way this song could be." Sometimes you listen to a song, and you're like, "That was pretty good, but was that, it could, was that as perfect as it could have been or whatever? Like with some songs you hear and you're like, there's no other version. There's no other solo for Everybody Wants to Rule the World than this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like so many other songs, like you could do a different solo in the solo section. And aside from nostalgia or having heard the song a million times, you know, you, it, it, it could be something else.
1: But you know exactly what this is. But this
0: has to be this guitar solo. So I think this would be fun to play live, but they just never played it live.
1: It also, the very end of this, Reliant K adds that sort of really slowed down, melancholy sort of outro. They add
0: a little coda, I guess you would call it, this section. And I actually went looking through other versions of this song by Tears for Fears to see if this was based on anything. And if it is based on anything, maybe it's something so obscure that you can't just find it on Spotify or YouTube very easily, or maybe they just made this for themselves. I'll talk about one way that this little coda works, though. Um, when we were listening to, so we were, I, I was start, I started saying this a while ago. We were listening to the deluxe version of songs from the big chair or songs in the big chair, whatever the name of the tears for Frears album is And I was listening to every alternate version of this, of tears of uh, everybody wants to rule the world. And in one of them, the lyrics were everybody wants to run the world. And there was no, per, there was no parenthetical or like dash that said like demo mix or early lyrics or alternate mix. It just, it was another version of everybody wants to rule the world towards the end of this deluxe edition And for some reason, he said, everybody wants to run the world. So then it's interesting to hear that one of the original lyrics was, everybody wants to go to war.
1: Right. (laughs) Everybody loves
0: to go to war. That's interesting that that everybody wants to rule the world. It sounds like maybe they worked on finding their way to that lyric, that that wasn't the first lyric, and it might not have even been the second lyric. Uh, Yeah, so as far as this little coda section, this cover... Was on the original "K is for Karaoke" EP, and just it's always worth re-explaining in case this is your first City Hawkins City Hawkins podcast. City Hawkins Day, City Hawkins Day <laughs> episode. Uh, "K is for Karaoke" was originally an EP pressed to CD, released on released on not even streaming, but you know, digital download. And then when they went into the studio, I guess to start Volume Two. They kind of scrapped the plans for a actual Volume 2 and just put it out as a full length with Volume 1 and the new songs. There is a Volume 2. I think we figured out it's, it was just released to digital download, and then the CD was printed for vo- for all of the songs together. Makes sense. So on the original CD EP, this, is, this song is second to last. Out of seven songs, I believe, this song is number six. And Surf Wax America closes the EP, but then when you get to the full-length album of K is for Karaoke, this song closes the whole album, and it's hard to. I wonder if they, you know, they weren't they were just rushed through or didn't think about the sequence of the EP that much, because this so clearly is the is an ending to the album. To finish playing one of the most, like, beloved 80s rock songs, a song that's canonically mentioned in your band's lyrics, and then close it with this little solo, contemplative, piano, melancholy section, this is clearly how you end this album if you have these these songs already together and you're sequencing after the fact. It's hard to think, though, that it would go from this... i did the experiment like on the ep you're listening to this and then this song starts to fade out and then this starts Right. I mean, that makes sense in a mixtape, but it doesn't make sense in an album sequence. Like, it makes so much more sense to close the full-length album with the Everybody Wants to Rule the World cover. Because I also, like, imagine if, for for whatever reason, and it wasn't, so we don't have to freak out, but imagine if this had, like, somehow accidentally been Reliant K's final release or something. What if what if, Air mm-hmm. for, what if uh, Collapsible Long never came out? <laughs> i just i was gonna say air for free but i realized of lung came out after this right but what if something happened where like you know relying k wasn't able to release any more records like this would actually be a fitting final track and like it would suck if Reliant K's final full-length record was a covers album but i'm saying like some real reason that i don't want a voice that had ended it there like that would have been an almost fitting way to end their discography it's just funny that I think they 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 must have put a lot more thought into the sequencing of the full length than they did for the EP. Plus, I don't think the EP was sold in retail. If it was, I'm sure it was much more limited than the full length case for karaoke.
1: So what else? <laughs> it's funny, I remember when I first heard Case for Karaoke and was listening to it probably when it was just in the like the this split apart only the first ep and i remember coming across everybody wants to Rule the world and being like oh yeah of course they are going to do tears for fears because of in love with the 80s and i was like man i wish they did head over heels though. <laughs> <laughs> because as discussed i'm a huge Donny dargo fan and I love that song. It's perfect where it is in Donnie Darko. I love the cinematography in that scene, that great camera movement starting from upside down in the beginning and then all of the like speed up and sped up and slowed down parts. And I was like, man, it would just be so cool to hear Reliant K do that song and see what t would do with those vocals as well.
0: Hold on. <laughs> Uh, what's the band called? Tears for Fears. (laughs) Head Over Heels, this song. Yes.
1: Because if anything, that sort of breathy, you know, more airy thing that Teason does with his vocals, I think would work a little better here. Right.
0: I'm happy with them covering Everybody Wants to Rule the World. (laughs) But like I like that they took tears for they took they took everybody wants to rule the world and they they sped it up just a little bit mm-hmm. like they made it a nightcore and like I said they took the more organic rock elements like this is all like strike- there's a lot
1: more synth than this yeah too. there's a, this is more
0: striking synth based. yeah so maybe it would be a lot more could you do that on a guitar could you do that on piano. Um like yeah, Reliant K has a history of using some synth here and there. They did it on mm hmm. But like I don't know if they would go that heavy with a synth thing.
1: Fair, fair.
0: I mean I don't know, are there any rock covers? Let's Head over Heels.
1: I mean I could totally see how you could do it. Like on a punk goes eighty is sort of a thing, you know. Abba has a song called Head Over Heels.
0: That's not it. The Go Go's <laughs> have a song called "Head Over Heels." Oh yeah, they have a famous song called "Head Over Heels." Oh yeah. Oh, Alanis Morissette has "Head Over Feet."
1: <laughs>
0: but nobody's got any rockin' cover. Nobody's got any non. The the Kyoto the c- cacao. What is there? What are they called? The cockatoo twins. <laughs> I've, I know they're they're another '80s band. Um, oh, well. Uh, yeah, there's no, like, Tears for Fears covers. Huh.
1: Well, speaking of Tears for Fears covers, are you ready to take oh, our wait. break? Oh, and then get into deep dive.
0: Maybe this is why they didn't do it. Oh, no, this, this is from Volume 3. Oh, no, Volume, uh, this is from 2. What
1: is this from, Danny?
0: You'll recognize the voice in a second. This is something you would know. Oh, maybe you don't know. Uh, from screen to to the from the screen to oh, your stereo. Yeah, yeah, part yeah. Two. With you alone. About
1: the weather. There you no, go. I totally heard this version. I just okay. forgot about it.
0: Oh, there you go. Should we do from the screen to your stereo on uh
1: on Patreon? No, maybe. Um. No, because Everybody Wants to Rule the World was covered on the uh, on Punk Goes 80s, as, which Reliant K also appeared on with their Manic Monday cover. So. Right.
0: So there are other covers which we'll discuss more of, but let's see, it's Punk Goes 80s. And we did a Patreon episode of Punk Goes 80s. I
1: totally own that song and I just forgot. Tone that version.
0: <laughs> so we did a we did a full Patreon listen through of the Punko's eighties over at Patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkinspod. But uh, yeah, then Jameson Parker does a cover of Everybody Wants to Rule the World on Punko's eighties, which is this is a pretty cool cover too.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: I'm, an animal, I'm a head. Da, da, da. It sounds like the beginning of that killer song. <laughs> Shit, I don't know <laughs> I can't sing the lyrics. <laughs> I can't, I
1: can't, I can't sing the killers this song. For f- we know which song you're referencing, Dan.
0: Not this one. This one. <laughs> so let's do a mashup of Mr. Brightside. With oh boy. A- <laughs> Whenever the, whenever the killers come on On the radio Jessica always changes the channel Because she doesn't <laughs> He's got that breathy voice And she doesn't like it your back, your This is like some This is like some Owl City <laughs> This is like some Proto Owl <laughs> City that's Jameson Parker's cover of Everybody Wants to Rule the World on Punko's 80s. Uh and then we were talking about it Lord of Course has the has a, has the according to Wikipedia the most famous cover of this song.
1: Right, cuz it was in the trailer, yeah. For the for the one of the Hunger Games movies. Right.
0: Uh, I don't know if it was just in the it certainly sounds like a trailer song
1: right That's the I'm thing. sure it was in the movie at some point maybe I don't know I don't it's, remember it's got
0: these like uh, staccato is it staccato strikes that are very indicative well, and slow melodic this is very in, like indicative to a trailer cut yeah like cut to black action shot cut to black dramatic shot cut to black action shot
1: yeah.
0: What a what an incredibly uh well, a What an incredibly twenty thirteen <laughs> convergence. <laughs> wow. The Hunger Games, Catching Fire soundtrack, Coldplay of Monsters and Men, oh, wow. Sia with The Weekend and Diplo, The National, Christina Aguilera, Another Weekend song, Imagine Dragons, Lord
1: Christina Aguilera, Christina
0: Aguilera is the most standout from the one of these things is not like the other, The Lumineers, <laughs> Ellie Golding, Patty Smith, Santa oh, wow. Santigold, I don't I don't know them, Mickey Elko, Echo. Uh, Fantagram, anthony and the johnstons johnsons so it's like so much millennial whoop like big dramatic arena rock of the 2000s bands that's so funny uh i don't feel like we need to do a catching fire soundtrack listen through though <laughs> catching fire the only <laughs> also a convergence of when the the book made an entertaining movie because the first Hunger Games... I'm sorry. The first Hunger Games looks incredibly cheap. Oh, boy. Like, they, what? The first Hunger Games movie looks incredibly cheap. The The second one, they really build out the world. Like, you're supposed to... It's
1: bo- like the opposite of the Twilight series.
0: <laughs> yeah, it actually is. Like, yeah. Like, imagine if imagine if the first Twilight looked as bad as the last, like the last <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> the first Twilight looks really good. But the other thing is, like, Twilight... Is like a slowly opening uh, like world, right? Like she, it just it's it starts out as a it starts out small. Mm-hmm. It's just her and this teen, and she discovers this other world. So you can do that on a smaller budget, and as you open up the as you open up the world and the drama, you can do that in accordance with the budget. But right off the bat, The Hunger Games is like this is this is an entire nation. Under this one ruler, and this nation is made up of like 25 people in the first one and a bunch of CGI crowds. The second movie, Catching Fire, they have the budget. They make it feel like a real world, a real fascist dictatorship with all these flashy colors and stuff. And it's actually fun. They're actually playing a hunger game, it's enjoyable. <laughs> Catching Fire is the only fun. <laughs> Entertaining.
1: They're actually they're in a Hunger Game in the first one. They're in a Hunger Game in
0: the first one, but it looks like a fan film for Hunger Games. Oh boy, it looks really bad. And then the last ones, it's just like oh, it's just like this is like oh, we'll kind of have a Hunger Game in some old buildings, but not really. And like (laughs) really, we're just gonna like cut it into two movies for no good reason because we, well, we we think it's gonna give us extra money, but a lot
1: of politics in the in the later (laughs) ones.
0: They needed more Hunger Games is what they needed.
1: <laughs> you just want them to sacrifice children. That's so wrong, Danny.
0: Why is that? Why is that wrong? I'm <laughs> just kidding.
1: All right. Do you have anything else to say about the song, or are you ready to go to break?
0: Um, <laughs> yes. Hold on. Hold on. I got lots more to say. Oh, boy. So here it says on the Genius page, on Genius for the song, in the late 80s, Joe Strummer of The Clash... Made the cover of Musician magazine in an article, he related many great and humorous antics. I'm looking at the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, where is this going?
0: This is the extent. There was a shorter version of this somewhere. Uh, the best, may, the best story. He. Oh, oh my god! Whoever, <laughs> this is the most verbose way to say. Uh, that I'm I'm having to edit this down a little bit. Joe Strummer saw Roland. Orabel of Tears for Fears in a restaurant went up to him and said, You owe me five Oh, you owe me five quid, mate. <laughs> Good day, mate. It's me, British oh, no. British Joe Strummer. <laughs> and the Tears for Fears guy said, Why? And Joe Strummer said, Oi, because you stole me lyrics. The first line of Charlie Don't Surf from the Clash's Sandinista album is everybody wants to rule the world so let's hear that real quick uh we're getting ethan luck's attention now because he loves the clash i also love the clash i haven't listened to them that much in the last couple years but i used to listen to them a bunch charlie <laughs> don't surf <laughs>
1: Wow, I love this experimental flash uh, <laughs> song.
0: Well, that's what Santa Anista's is like. It's a lot of like half baked and experimental tracks. This song is 17 minutes long. Good lord! I'm just kidding. It's four oh. and a half minutes long. But we're already 30 seconds in. I really doubt that Tears for Fears heard this lyric and stole it. They could not have gotten through this first 36 seconds. (laughs) Any day now. Anytime. It's going to happen. I know it. Everybody wants to rule the world. And now. And one, two, three, and now. (laughs) That's not the opening lyric. There you go. That's not even the opening line. It comes in in a minute and 20 seconds into this four-minute song. So I had my punk friend Jeff. He was the best man in our wedding. Uh, I know you know that. I'm just saying this. Mm-hmm. He also loved I'm The Clash. Just, I'm we laughing to... because
1: you referred to him as your punk friend, <laughs>
0: Jeff. We used to listen to The Clash all the time, uh, taking car rides in the car to places. And one time I made a mix CD. That I gave to him, and I gave him a song from Santa Anista, and he's like, What song is this? I'm like, It's from Santa Anista, that album we never listened to because <laughs> it's over long. Uh, but there is also one other, you know, another song that's just like Everybody Wants to Rule the World. It's basically the same message. What? It's this. This is basically. Everybody wants to rule the world, but knocked up seven years later.
1: Hell yeah.
0: It's the same thing. It's about how everybody wants to rule the world. You take a mortal man and put him in control. Watch him become a god. And he rules the world. And Charlie doesn't serve. It's just, I was thinking of that when you were talking about what the song's about, according to uh, the interviews. It's like how it's like how, it's like regular people, everyone wants every you know, regular people become corrupt when they want to rule the world. That's what Dave Mustaine was warning us about in 1992 when George Bush Sr. was in the power. Anyway,
1: with that, we're going to go <laughs> ahead and take our break. Thank you so much for listening to Sadie Hawkins Pod. New episodes are released every other week, but you don't have to wait that long to hear more from us. You can join patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkinspod to listen to our bonus episodes every alternate week.
0: When you sign up, you'll get access to years of backlog episodes, including our discussions of the songs from Reliant K is for karaoke, every chapter of the book, The Complex Infrastructure, known as the Female Mind, as well as other projects and features from members of Reliant K. You'll also have access to live streams of us watching fan content on YouTube and many other topics.
1: When you sign up, you'll receive a welcome letter with guitar picks and stickers. And by making a lifetime contribution of $60, you'll be eligible to earn a special Patreon-exclusive shirt. You'll also get thanked on every episode, like our current patrons, who include... Charity, Samantha H., number one... Samantha H. Number 2, Matthew, Bjorn, Emily, Isaac, Kindle, Joshua, Daniel, Jay, Michael, Jimmy Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, and Brady.
0: Even if you don't want to sign up for the Patreon, you can still join the conversation by contacting us with your thoughts on this episode, your corrections, and your Reliant K memories at our voicemail line, 402 95 or by sending an email to Sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com.
1: You can also visit our socials, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, which are all at Sadie Hawkins pod, where you can see the visuals we discuss on the podcast each week and on Facebook search for Sadie Hawkins group to discuss our show and Reliant K.
0: There aren't a lot of guarantees in life, but I can guarantee one thing. It's very hard to think of what to say at the end of these ad reads. True. True.
1: Short deep dive this week. Unfortunately, it was not who
0: was in pow- who was coming into power in nineteen ninety two.
1: Unfortunately, I didn't come across anything that, that like any sort of interviews or clips of you know snippets of Teason saying anything about Tears for Fears. Um, but I do have uh, maybe it's I don't know if it's a blog or or just like a, a general article site, but it's called Pop Observations, <laughs> and this was published on July third, twenty eleven. As I've been on something of a Tears for Fears kick recently, Reliant K.'s new cover of Everybody Wants to Rule the World just hit at the right time. Plus, the original single reached its number one chart peak in June 1985. So I'm certain I'm not alone in associating the song's driving beat with good summer vibes, helped in part by its road trip video. Lyrically, of course, it's not exactly the cheeriest of messages, but that's a trick some of some of the best pop music. Reliant K's redo of Everybody Wants to Rule the World appears on their new Is for Karaoke EP. In addition to Tears for Fears, the band also covers Cyndi Lauper, Tom Petty, and the Heartbreakers, Justin Bieber, They Might Be Giants, Snarls Barkley, and Weezer on the release. The Canton, Ohio band keeps things pretty faithful on the Tears for Fears front quickly, Quickening the tempo, just a hair or two, the big change is a turn toward the wistful at the song's end, as if to say, okay, so I'm ruling the world, now what? Nice touch, fellas, as nothing really does nice last touch. forever. Even good summer vibes. Then we have an HM Magazine uh, release article.
0: All right, heaven's metal. Duh, duh, duh. You take a motor, man.
1: <laughs> this is from June 14th, 2011. <laughs> by doug van Pleet, the name reliant k or pelt the name reliant k has always been has been synonymous with heaven's metal synonymous with melodic songwriting (laughs) tongue-in-cheek humor and all around good music the band is set to release what is easily one of the most fun and indiscriminate cover albums ever to grace alternate music to date. Reliant K's K's for Karaoke EP, produced by Mark Lee Townsend and Matthew Thiessen, will be available digitally and at the Vans Warped Tour 2011, starting June 28th on oh, so Mono Stereo. The yes. Uh, we have always talked about wanting to do a covers record, and we are excited to finally release one. We always try to include cover songs in our little show... In our live show. Oh. <laughs> so it was nothing new for the band and working through the songs was fairly easy. We tried to put our own take on the songs, but while retaining the melody and other musical sections from the original songs, explains Matt Hoops. Uh, K is for karaoke EP tracks. One, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Two, Here Comes My Girl. Three, Baby. Four, Dr. Worm. Five, Crazy. Six, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Seven, Surf Wax America. The song selection is intentionally all over the map. Hopefully there is something for everyone. A few of the songs are 80s throwbacks. Several, several are influential songs that we love, and some are just meant to be funny. Many of the songs that we chose to record are songs that have played live over that we've played live over the past few years, such as Girls Just Wanna Have Fun, Surf Wax America, and Crazy. We had a lot of fun recording and putting these songs together, and I'm really happy with how everything turned out. That so, sounds oops. familiar. <laughs> I'm sure we've probably gone over this But behind before. the
0: paywall. This right. is the first time you've read it for free, probably. Possibly.
1: You can hear clips of each of the songs from the seven-song EP, along with intros for each song from Teason Hoops and Ethan Luck in a video exclusively Whoa. at www.facebook.com. <laughs> it's
0: not that exclusive because it is on <laughs> the mono versus stereo youtube channel you want to hear unless so let's hear that real quick since this is catch the band
1: on their third stint on the longest running tour in america the van's warp tour now in its 17th year kicking off on june 24th in daleks texas look for the band to release a a full case for karaoke album on october 4th in stores and digitally
0: i can't wait and i can't wait to find out how they're enjoying warp tour so here is the little uh Okay, here is the little so the video. Reliant K is for Karaoke Listening Party. I don't know how much we've talked about this in front of the paywall. It's a little video directed by Ethan. It says directed by Ethan Luck. Music produced by Mark Lee Townsend and Matt, Hoop, uh, Matt Thiessen. Sorry. It says from the forthcoming EP, 2011, Mono vs. Stereo. It's on the Mono vs. Stereo YouTube channel. Uploaded June 14th. 2011 and they do not give much of an explanation of this song. <laughs> a lot of the other explain a lot of the other songs, they'll be like, yeah, this is a song we used to play live all the time and like here's a song, this one's my dad's favorite and here's a song that uh you know g- gives me strange sexual powers, but <laughs> nope. Instead <laughs> Instead this is all Matt Hoops has to say about this particular cover we're talking about today.
1: Check out this Tears of Fears song that we covered. It's called Splish
0: Splash, I was taken a bath. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, I forgot, I forgot Teeson chimes in. All I remember is his hoops to saying, check then. this out. Because they're in a pool. So not
1: much info there. Splish Splash,
0: I was taken a bath. They should cover
1: that song. That well, I was
0: about to say, Joe Strummer... Not to speak ill of the dead, but he's like, "Hey, Tears for Fears, you stole my line from like way, way into the back of that song. Like no one would actually think you he was they were stealing your song, but he took. Oh, it's not Splish Splash. I was taking a bath. Won't you let me take you on a sea cruise?" <laughs> the Clash. Uh, what we we learned the word. What's it called? Co-opted, interpo, inter, interpolated. The the Clash interpolated. Uh, Won't you let me take you on a sea cruise? Won't you let me take you on a sea cruise? Mm-hmm. It's noted that they did it. I thought they might have interpolated. Splish splash! I was taking a bath. Do you remember Splish splash? I was taking a bath. I sure do. I used to, my mom used to put so mm-hmm. uh, there was a there was an interstitial on Sesame Street in the 80s of Splish Splash I was taking a bath it would play like all the time when uh you know cuz there weren't commercials on PBS so when there needed to be commercial breaks on PBS this was a common one to play during the children's hours I don't remember the visuals of the video i was taking a bath all about a saturday night yeah. but this reminds me of like taking a bath because i, I we'd be singing this song and we'd be like, <laughs> my mom would be like it's bath time mm-hmm. and i was and i'd be like yeah it's bath time it's splash i was taking oh because also what's okay i might be conflating these things a little bit because uh Rubber Ducky, you're the one for me. Mm-hmm. That was a Sesame Street thing. Uh-huh. The Splish Splash, I was taking a bath. I think it was just a non-commercial interstitial for in-between programming during the children's hours on PBS. Right. I'm gonna...
1: if, if you want to go ahead and check your text messages, we also have TikToks this week. What? Yep. All
0: right. Quite
1: a few of them, in fact.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> China's coming for our Relying K songs. Oh, I'm just kidding. Goodness. It's an American. I am doing TikTok has an American company. It's just because they're from China. It I'm just kidding. So this is Robert Wilcox, six seven three. And he's marathon training eighteen, 18
1: miles. Stuff, oh nice. So Hopefully.
0: He's running on a big okay. old bridge.
1: They're feeling all right right now. He's uh, wearing. Rock, he look, he's dressed like a navy Anx seal. <laughs>
0: a a he's got like a tight, flat yeah, outfit, I, I guess, to keep warm. Oh, and he's re- he's like, <laughs> go to the link in my bio. I got you know, my running playlist. It's got Relying you know, K and red yeah, jumpsuit apparatus. and right. That's very cool. Uh, there's 12. Did, were there more than 12 when you looked in it? No. Okay. That's There's... a bunch for reliant <laughs> K, though. Usually we get, like, three. So here's more sports. Lots of people like to do sports. This, this is a swimmer. <laughs> this is a swimming thing. This is someone's doing, like, competition-style swimming. It's not a competition, but they're training. And the writing is in Spanish, so I can't tell you what they're doing. Nice. But this is uploaded by Gab... Gabriella Gabarella... Gabriela... Russacord. Anyway, Fireblooms says this one. So this is uploaded by Pris Prismata Splata? P R P R I S so okay, <coughs> starting again. P R I S M S A T P L A Y. This is from 2020, and this is some sort of like I guess some sort of material that you put between some glass and bake it in there. Oh, interesting! It's like a gray material. Oh, or was oh it... those little flowers? So it's like flower. It's like blooming flower art inside panes of glass. I don't Very think cool. they're real. Are they real flowers? Well, whatever a fi- it's called a fire bloom, so I'm guessing it's some sort of chemical reaction between these panes of glass and it creates this cool looking art. That's very cool. Then some skateboarding. Josh Taylor2492 is just doing some slow mo skateboarding. And he's landed, and someone should arrest him because skateboarding is for hooligans. <laughs> All of them hooligans. So, here, last one. Here, well, there's more, but here's the last one. All this is human bean Casey. Human bean, as in Boston Bean Town, or you don't put beans in a in a breakfast burrito. Human bean Casey, and Casey is just sitting in the standing there in the kitchen, wearing some sort of wizard shirt. Wearing some sort of wizard shirt. I can't tell. Alrighty. Uh, Looking kind of forlorn. Looking at the camera like, what's up? And then the text on screen says, look at history. You know what? (laughs) Some very bad... Some very bad Uh takes can follow someone telling you to look at history. Some perfectly reasonable ones can happen. Oh,
1: no. And some
0: some really bad ones. So let's find out. Let's hope for the best out of human being Casey. Killing doesn't fix this. Stop it. Hope. Yes. Killing is wrong. Yes. I don't know what they're talking about specifically, It just says it's not our place to take a life. I don't know what particular things they're talking about. 2020. So, oh, this would be right around the George Floyd stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it has to do with that. Very good. Okay. Very good. (laughs) You you just never know when someone's like, look at history.
1: Right. (laughs) Good take, though. All right, Dan, what do you have for us this week?
0: Well, let's see. Uh, we covered a lot of stuff already that I had. The Listening Party video. The... Um, some of the other covers. We already played Jameson Parker. We already played Lord. There is this other cover. There's no... Oh, we
1: didn't do Weezer yet.
0: Yeah, so we'll play Weezer. And there's only one YouTube... There's two YouTube videos that directly reference the Relying K cover. One is this one person multi-track acapella where he cites relying k as the inspiration for doing it and it's not an inspiration for you're the inspiration by chicago but let's see this is uploaded by matthew thompson 11 years ago and this is it's just matthew thompson multi-tracking his oh, own wow. complex acapella <laughs> And it's like it's almost like a Brady Bunch <laughs> split screen. Right. And on each one, he's telling you what instrument he's playing in that particular video: hi hat, snare, uh, kick, bass, vocals, acoustic, and other vocals. Welcome to your life. There's no turning
2: back.
0: And it says uh, Matthew Thompson doing an acapella cover of "Everybody Wants to Rule the World" by Tears for Fears parentheses Relying K version. I got my inspiration from Mike Tompkins. So far there's nothing particular that's Relying K-ish unless we go and look listen for the outro. Nope. No little outro Maybe thing. Maybe it's, so it's just because
1: he, you know, it's a little bit more peppy. It's a little faster.
0: I realized we didn't... I just want to double check if I know every lyric that I always sussed out from Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Do you feel like you have a a, a good grasp on what these lyrics are? We don't have to, like, deep dive into the meaning of each one on Genius. I think I just so. want to read through them. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you. It's about Santa Claus. Acting on your best behavior. See, it's about Santa Claus. Turn your back on Mother Nature. It's Santa Claus telling you, turn your back on Mother Nature. (laughs) Everybody wants to rule the world. This song is about Santa Claus. This should be played at Christmas. It's my own design. It's my own remorse. Help me to decide. Help me make the most of freedom and of pleasure. Nothing ever lasts forever. Everybody wants to rule the world. So this is like a slightly abstract song overall. Right. Um, but it gives you, you kind of know what he's talking about, even if it's up to you to decide what that is. There's a room where the light won't find you holding hands while the walls come tumbling down. When they do, I'll be right behind you. So glad we almost made it. So sad they had to fade it. Everybody wants to rule the world. See, so I always could tell he was saying so sad they had to fade it. But it's one of those things where I kind of like singing the song in my head. It's always so sad they had to fake it. And Same. I'm sure a lot of people hear it yeah. as fake. It's There's a blink two lyric like that that everybody mishears all the time. But it's very clear what he's saying. I can't think of it right now. Um, I can't stand this indecision. Married with the lack of vision. Everybody wants to rule the say that you'll never, 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 never need it. I think, I always thought it might have been like Leave It or something. One head, one headline, why believe it? And that's why I wanted to double check the lyrics, because uh, Tompkins' acapella cover there, it kind of sounded like he was saying One Headlight. He might have said One Headline," but I was like, One right. Headlight is another <laughs> song they covered on this album, right. but it's One Headline. And I could never tell that he was saying One Headline. One Headline, why believe it? Everybody wants to rule the world. All for freedom and for pleasure. Nothing ever lasts forever. Everybody wants to rule the world.
1: This is definitely a song that once I heard the Reliant K version, I could suss out more of the lyrics.
0: Right. I was hoping to figure out... Oh, well. I can't figure out the Blink-22 thing I was thinking of. Because um, I'm thinking about Tears for Fears. So now that we got all that... Oh, there's. So we got that out of the way. <laughs> and we listened to the acapella. There is one... FMV set very specifically to clips of MCU television shows from 7 years ago from 2016. Oh no, there's some
1: Well, sure, cuz oh. Wanda's married, but with a lack of vision being around. So,
0: so this is this is there's there's Agent Carter, oh, nice. Agent Carter, Agents of Shield, the Daredevil folks, the Netflix, you know, all the Netflix shows. Right, right. But it opened with a couple shots of some uh, some of the movies in Avengers. But it was like, hey, the All Avengers are happening. Plus. But meanwhile, these <laughs> guys want to rule the world, too. Sure. The TV guys yeah. want to rule the world, too. It's just an FMV. It's very well edited. Good clips being used. Not too many mouth movements. You don't want too many dialogue scenes during an FMV or an AMV. Very nicely constructed video that I did not give credit to because they don't deserve it. No, I just forgot. This is uploaded by the Jews, V-O-O-J-O-O-Z-E. So that's all the Reliant K-ish type stuff. So we'll end on the Weezer cover. But before we get there, here's an interesting cover I found. This is Ted Yoder playing this on a hammered dulcimer. A hammered dulcimer.
1: Oh, wow. This is so fun, this little thing. It's so cute.
0: See? I, th- I guess I just... I never knew it was called a dulcimer. I've probably mm-hmm. heard that before. But it's like a string nest- instrument. It's almost like piano strings on a table, and he's hitting the strings with mallets. I've always loved this sound. I think I'm most familiar with this sound from uh, from Joanna Newsom. I listened to some Joanna Newsom in college before she was married to uh, Andam Samsberg. <laughs> What's his name?
1: I uh, had I had Andy something. Samsberg. I had a. Samberg a smaller version of an instrument that looked like this, but that you played with a pick as a child, but it had a similar sound and looked like that, but tinier.
0: Critically acclaimed musician Ted Yoder is widely considered the Bella Fleck of the hammered dulcimer. What a claim. (laughs) I have no idea what that (laughs) means. I know Bella Fleck in the Fleck Tones is not a ska band, despite the name. Ted is a national hammered dulcimer champion, He released, that is, I think that's uncommon for a musician in the top of their game to be called a champion. Like, how many drum champions are there? How many guitar champions are there? He's released five beloved. Guitar Hero
1: champions.
0: That's true. He's released five beloved, now I'm sure like there could be a drum champion in a certain like achievement in drumming. But I'm talking about just, like, being the height of your art. You're usually not called a champion. Ted's been pro... He's released five albums and become a master educator on the instrument. Ted has been profiled in the Kearney Hub, Huffington Post, and NPR's All Things Considered, among many other features and profiles. On Wednesday, August 24th, 2016, Ted became something of a household name when a Facebook Live video of him... From his Live from the Orchard series, playing Tears for Fears Everybody Wants to Rule the World, went viral.
1: Oh.
0: It rocketed up to 53 million views in four wow. days. That's huge. And then this YouTube upload of it has 2.5 million views. That's great. This isn't nearly as impressive, though, as those, those college boys... Who recreated the flight of the bumblebee with with empty beer <laughs> bottles all around the room? That's more impressive. I mean, I'm sure it takes a lot of skill to play the 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 hammered dulcimer, but a uh, flight of the bumblebee uh bottles it's one of the important videos so i don't know what it's actually called here it is it's called flight of the bumblebee on 101 (laughs) bottles uploaded by com oregan it has almost 10 million views uh yes i've heard of uber eats and grubhub thank you survey there we go I just kind of always assumed they were college boys, because they kind of just look like college boys. Right. But the fact that they're in a house filled with a hundred beer bottles.
1: <laughs> that's a that's giveaway.
0: So they're running back and forth, because each side of the room has a different portion of the song. <laughs> and they run back to the same place when... <laughs> it's amazing. Hey, I'm not trying to take anything away from... Uh ted yoder but you know i feel like anyone can learn to play this now <laughs> there's a lot of talent out there here's one other fun cover this is gabriella Quadevo. Quadevo. after this old spice ad this is tears for fears everybody wants to rule the world this is a very beautiful sounding acoustic cover very rich you know we hear a lot of acoustic covers of Reliant K songs on this podcast but like you know it's usually hobby you know I don't mean to disparage anybody but it's usually kind of people just trying something out people kind of hobbying on guitar this is very clearly like a super talented guitar player doing a Tears for Fears cover She's playing rhythm and lead simultaneously on the same guitar. That's amazing. And this is only... I just realized this was only uploaded three weeks ago. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. If we had
0: done this... So- well, no. If we'd done this episode when I planned to, it still would have existed. But it didn't exist when we last did an episode. Well that's amazing. The YouTube channel is Gabriella nine seven nine seven. So definitely check that out. Yeah, I would like to hear somebody do a Reliant K acoustic cover where they where they're playing rhythm and lead simultaneously. So uh also Ninja Sex Party did a cover of this song and that is one of the guys from Game Grump's like sort of eighties rock band. Have you ever heard of this? I know I've made Mm -hmm. you listen to some uh Game Grumps-related music before. Can you tell that's the voice of one of the Game Grumps? Because it literally just sounds like his talking voice. Yeah, it does.
1: <laughs> I've only watched a couple of those videos with Hubie, yeah.
0: His singing voice is identical to his talking voice. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Ninja Sex Party in the title of the video, they just called themselves NSP because they probably got like YouTube's stupid algorithms. Mm-hmm. They're probably like, oh, well, this is obviously a porno video, so you've been age restricted.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so now that all the good stuff's out of the way, let's listen to Weezer. <laughs> let's listen to this. So, would anyone else like a bite of banality? I would. So when Marge goes to be in the play and she's like, I bought peanut, I brought peanut butter brownies for everybody. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny she brings peanut butter brownies. So, I would like to know what was the deal behind the scenes? Has this been sussed out? Have any music journalists figured this out? Was the Africa kid, was it all a scam? <laughs> was it a scam? Because like after they record Africa, and uh, what's the other one they did? They did another Toto song. Joanna, what's the other one? Not Hold the Line. What's the Toto song that's a girl's name? Uh. I can't look on my phone because this is playing on YouTube. <laughs> this isn't a bad cover.
1: No, it's It's okay. just
0: not... A good cover. It actually sounds better when you're not listening to it in headphones, which I think is just indicative of the fact that Weezer's production is really meant for like the most mass consumption. It's meant to be heard like over radios and speakers in grocery stores and the tiny speakers on a phone. It's not really meant to be heard on like high fidelity mm-hmm. headphones, where I was listening to it earlier. So this is so rosanna okay so i didn't have my conspiracy hat on when we did our africa episode but that kid starts the twitter account asking weezer to please cover africa and then they were like we're finally going to do it we're going to cover toto and then they release a cover of rosanna it's a joke Mm -hmm. then a week or two later they release the cover of africa and then I don't know a couple months later they released the teal album, which is a covers album that includes Africa, and I don't know if it included Rosanna, but it includes like a bunch of 80s covers. Uh-huh. Was the whole thing a scam? Was like the whole Twitter account a scam? Like was was this alleged kid? Was I mean I'm sure the kid existed. I think he was interviewed. Have Anyone seen this kid? The, the Weezer Africa kid. Was <laughs> this he is real? The
1: first time hearing of this.
0: You didn't know that this was no. the whole story. I swear, we talked about it in Africa in our Africa episode, but that was like two years ago. This is why Reliant K covered Africa, and this is why that awful the the the, oh, the, gosh, the yeah. Weezer cover of Africa, the Weezer cover of Africa. I I I, I don't I hate it. I really don't like it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Again, it's not like the worst thing ever. It's like a it's like just a, like a non entertaining movie. Like sometimes you see a movie and you're like well, that wasn't good, but it was technically capable. Especially when we watch so many bad movies, we'll be like, okay, well, this major Hollywood movie was, like, not good, but it kind of insults me that, like, these resources weren't given to something better. Right. So when I hear Weezer's Teal album, I'm like, it kind of offends me that they didn't spend this time doing something better. And the production (laughs) is just so flat. And it's like, is this the opposite of the loudness wars? Is this, like, just make everything as, like, as like flat as possible and is low so when it's playing in a grocery store or it's playing on Jack FM like through the crappiest speakers possible it will sound as good as possible because there's no like really well constructed cuz the, the Reliant K cover is so well constructed like I was listening to that on my really good headphones I'm like this sounds amazing and I went to this and I'm like I feel like I'm, like, stuck inside the ceiling of a grocery store. Like, I don't know what to say. This sounds like garbage. And I like Weezer. I'm really ragging on him right now. I'm not an anti-New Weezer person. I've enjoyed the White Album. I've enjoyed the season's EPs that I've listened to two of them. You know, they ebb and they flow. I am not a person who thinks that Weezer's best days were just pinkerton like i don't even like pinkerton anymore like i don't even think i don't i i like i think maladroit's probably their one of their best albums i don't know i don't think if you only like the first two weezer albums i don't think you're a real weezer fan but at the same time like i think it's perfectly reasonable to say like this was not worth doing weezer does a lot of stuff they're constantly releasing albums constantly constantly releasing albums and every two albums rivers will write a song about how like hey everybody sorry i forgot how to rock and roll i swear i'm gonna rock and roll again it's funny when you do a back to basics song and you're a band that like started doing pop for a while and you're like hey man it's back to basics we're gonna rock and roll again that's funny when a band does it once or twice but when weezer's done that song like five <laughs> times because they release so many albums and he leaves rock and comes back to it so often Fun times. Fun, fun times. So, Jessica. Yes. What do you think of the song Tears for Fears by the band (laughs) Everybody Wants to Go to Africa?
1: I think I am enjoying it more. Both the cover and the original. I think I enjoyed it more over uh, the course of this past week.
0: Yeah, I definitely like the Relying K version more. I would say I like the original Tears for Fears version of Everybody Wants to Rule the World. About the same. I and think I'm just
1: just appreciating it musically a lot more.
0: Yeah, and I'm not as <laughs> maybe I started enjoying uh, uh, Teeson's vocal take on this version of the song better after I listened to the Weezer version a little bit. <laughs> I actually don't have any problem <laughs> with Rivers because Rivers just sounds like Rivers. Like I guess that uh, the ultimate version of the song might be like Relying K's music but with Rivers' vocals. <laughs> I would like to hear that. Um, but again, I like, you know, the breathy t of this album and Collapse of Belong has grown on me over the years. I've never, I was never a big fan of it, but I'm getting there. I just thought of something like, we didn't look up, where did Tears for Fears get their name? Did we figure that out? Oh,
1: I don't know. I didn't actually, I didn't look at their main wiki page. I just looked at the Everybody Wants to Roll the World page.
0: Where did <laughs> Tears for Fears get their name. We'll see what ChatGPT has to say. Oh, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: That would be interesting, but uh
0: Google didn't like give me an immediate answer. Okay. The name Tears for Fears was inspired by primal therapy divided, divide, uh, developed by American psychologist Arthur Janov, which gained tremendous publicity after John Lennon became Janov's patient in 1970. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Jinx. (laughs) So, uh... Yeah. (laughs) You learn something new every day. You sure do. You learn something new every day. Well, don't you out there have tears and feel no fears because... We will be back now in just one week. You don't have to wait another two weeks. You already had to wait three weeks for this episode. So we will be back with uh, In Love with the 80s, Pink Tux to the Prom, <laughs> Whose Prom, My Prom, Skateboarding Down the Way by Relying K. <laughs> Next week, part two, follow up to the episode from 45 years ago.
1: <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Stay safe and healthy out there.